the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Hey, uh, the NHL, it, it costs a lot of money to hurt the NHL's feelings, eh? Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's I, like I, if, if I hurt my my little my little girl's feelings because, you know, we can't watch Peppa Pig anymore. Doesn't cost me anything except for a little bit of her love, you know? Wow. And that's, you know, you have to just deal with that as a parent. But with the NHL, it'll cost you a quarter of a million dollars. Who knew? I'm not going to lie. I thought it would be so much more money than that. <laughs> I thought because we we've made fun of at length the ridiculous five thousand dollar fines in the NHL. It's mm-hmm. it's so pointless. It's beyond pointless. But for coaches and GMs and uh, apparently owners. There is no such limit. It is much, much, much higher. I honestly thought the Rangers were going to get dinged from Mill. If you missed I, it, it was, was $250,000 that uh, the NHL fined the New York Rangers. Uh, if I'm James Dolan, uh, I, I roll up with a bunch of pennies and go, here you go. Um, well, honestly. Let's let's discuss it because well, let's not let's get into who wore the crown. Yeah, that, okay. I, I you know what I'm like I like who wore the crown, but it sort of gets in the way of talking about the stuff I actually want to talk about sometimes, sure. and I kind of hey. hate that it's the the beginning. So we're gonna get into it, but it's starting to get a little annoying for me. Uh, so we're gonna get into uh, okay. who wore the crown. What the hell was the last game, anyways, against the Canadians? Who's sponsoring the segment, Jesse? All right, today's uh, who wore the crown is sponsored by Andrew McGinnis. Andrew McGinnis donated to Sick Kids uh, Foundation, and Andrew wants to shout out uh, the nonprofit Teams for Good. It's founded by a group of girls that Andrew went to high school with. He played soccer together with them. And Teams for Work Good Inc. was formed uh, back in 2016. Uh, they've become an effective community service provider on a monthly ba- basis and have directed proceeds from their fundraising events to provide significant philanthropic support to communities and organizations throughout their local community. So shout out Teams wow. for Good. You can go to Man. teamsworkforgood.org if you want to find out more. And that's uh, your sponsor for Who Wore the Crown. The next time you want to do something good for the world, why not sponsor? Why not? Why not sponsor Who Wore the Crown? Why not? Why not? All right, so uh, who wants to go first? Steve does. I do. I'm going to, okay, so I was going to go with the easy one, three, two, one, TJ Yoshi, but since it's got to be for the Leaf game, uh, I'm, I am going to go off the board here. You know, it's hard enough to do your job well. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough to do your job well when it changes. It's even harder to do your job well when it constantly changes. Uh, and this is a guy we've criticized a fair amount. I have no lo- uh, idea how long he's going to be a leaf, but I got to say, even though it hasn't been perfect over the last couple weeks, I have grown a new admiration for Travis Dermott. I really have um, left D right D lefty with a new partner or whatever it happens to be, you know, he's out there with a minute left. Obviously it went in. It hasn't been perfect, but Travis Dermott is being such a good teammate. He's being versatile. Uh, I got to admire uh, the fight in this guy uh, and the willingness to compete for his team and not against them under the given circumstances. Good for Travis Dermott. I've been impressed. Jesse. 
so there is an interesting article uh, that Maple Leafs hot stove did about Austin Matthews's injury. And they uh, they quoted Brian Matthews in it, who writes for the NHL.com. They said, this has been a hard season, much harder than I think people realize. There were times that he was when he was playing, he could barely hold on to his stick. We tried all kinds of different knobs and everything else. It's not so much that you got knocked down. It's what you're going to do. How are you going to get off the mat? How are you going to respond? And Austin has really taken that to heart. This man is about to win the Rocket Rossard Trophy easily, like runaway victory. And he couldn't hold on to his stick at times this season. Austin I saw a lot of tweets about that, buddy. <laughs> what? I saw a lot of chirps from Canadians fans going, oh, he had to change his knob. (laughs) And they were making knob jokes. You know, knob jokes. Anyway, sorry, Jesse. Call the cops again, guys. Call the cops again. Shut up. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so so, uh, as much as you can praise Austin Matthews, it's never going to be enough. So I, I want to give him some more praise and give him my crown today because he's, uh, what is he, 39 now? I forget how many goals. 39. 39. One 39. away from 40. Unbelievable season. Um, I, I wish it would have been an 82-game season. He'd be on pace for, I think, 65 66. goals. 66. Wow. Now. 66 yeah. goals, which is just crazy. It's, it's Ovechkin-like and peak Ovechkin. So shout out Austin Matthews. There goes my crown. That's, uh, that's an extremely nice article, by the way, by his dad. You said the author was Brian Matthews? Oh, yes, yes. That's Brian his dad's Matthews. name. Yeah, Brian so Matthews I was like, quoted in NHL.com. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, Austin Matthews, by the way, the next closest person, he, he's got 39. The next closest is Connor Jesus McDavid uh, with 31. Oh, so he's going to get past them. <laughs> well, he might be the way Connor McDavid's playing, which is <laughs> right. just insanity. Uh, Connor McDavid, we can definitely talk about a little bit later. But I think, um, you know, I'm going to give uh, my crown to the unsung hero, I think, of the year. And he's gotten crowns before. Alexander Barabanov. Uh, no, I want to I want to give it to um, I want to give it to TJ Brody again. Again? Oh. Yeah. Now, the reason is that it's unexciting. And that's the kind of hockey he's been playing. Unexciting. Do you notice that TG, TJ Brody's there? I do because of how happy I am. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, how many times would you say, if you're watching, you know, uh, you're pro- T- Steve, being you, you're probably watching TSN in the morning. So when you're watching whoa, Jay hey, Onright, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. Uh, don't on allow that Bell Media smart. Property TSN in the morning, uh, w- uh, how many times would you say TJ Brody shows up in the highlights? Uh, offensively, maybe because he had a six zoney on the exit. Just (laughs) that's about it. And over the blue line. Uh, It's almost never, almost never. He's delightfully boring. The thing about TJ Brody that I love over guys like Brian McCabe and Jake Gardner and players who are objectively good defensemen for the Toronto Maple Leafs is that all too often, those highlights were bad. They were low lights. And as much as I liked Jake Gardner, as much as the next guy, and really it was less about him and more about the ridiculously not good cast that those guys are surrounded with. um, I don't ever see that with TJ Brody. I don't ever see anything. And what we need, you know, with a guy playing with Morgan Riley, who I love Morgan Riley on offense, Morgan Riley on defense is suspect. I think we could say that. It's a little sus, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, like, we're not, we're not dissing Morgan Riley and what he does, but that's just not what he does. 
And having TJ Brody there, what a stabilizing, incredible influence that's been on the Leafs' top defensive pairing. Um, you know, obviously, I know everybody's like, oh, no, it's Huzzin and or it's Muzzin and Hall, and I get that. But I like that honest, nickname for the pair. Huzzin. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Give you a Huzzin. So, sounds like something painful. Um, You're a mall. Oh, you got oh. you got mauled. <laughs> oh, I like that better. That's better. Uh, More than Huzzin. <laughs> yeah. Huzzin, yo, <laughs> that sounds like something illegal you do with a family member. But anyway, uh <laughs> sounds like you drunkenly pronouncing husband. <laughs> I think I when I look at it, I love I love that TJ Brody plays straight up boring hockey. We needed a guy who could do this at a high level, and here we are, and isn't it fantastic to have it? I know it's not an exciting choice, and it's not an exciting name. I mean, it was exciting when he signed, but, like, who's talked about him this year? And that's the good thing. Nobody's talking about him, which means he's doing great. You talk about him in passing. Yeah. You go, oh, oh, hey. Yeah. yeah, this is a good play. All right. Anyway, so Matthews, and then, you know, you move on. It's great. It's the best. Adam, take us home, baby. Well, uh, that's uh, Who Wore the Crown brought to you by Jesse. One more time, let's shout so, out the group and shout out the name. Yeah, let's shout out Andrew McGinnis, who okay. started Teams for Good, teamsworkforgood.org, if you want to learn more, with his high school mates. They're still doing a lot of good in the community, raising a lot of money for a lot of charities. Andrew McGinnis. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, thank you for shouting it out. And listen, anytime you want to sponsor Who Wore the Crown, why not message Jesse? Why not? It's important. And it's also like it's doing good for the community. Whatever community you're in, we don't care. You know, if you're if you're local to Florida, mm-hmm. we could do some good in that community too. That's great. Whatever. Yeah. And if you're for not sure where to donate, Sick Kids is great. What's that? Yeah. For the people of Hillsboro. Sure. Big supporters of Hillsboro, Florida. I'm into it. I don't know what that also, is. Also, uh, I'm, I'm a little conflicted because uh, I keep accepting new uh, entries for Who Wears the Crown, but eventually the season's going to end, right? Mm-hmm. So if I if I start booking stuff in the off season and we're not guaranteed to have, I don't know, shows or games, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be I'm going to be lying to people. I'm going to be so, honest with you. I would really love to find a way to kill the segment and just shout out somebody great <laughs> off the top of the show. It's just <laughs> killing. Me. Can I say it? Can I be the one that says it? The no, crowd segment's feel, not doing it for me anymore, guys. I feel like you're the only person who felt that way, and it's been a sudden change. This I was, hate it. I this wasn't it. brewing. This is just all of a sudden. See, okay, so what you know, you're not feeling. Yeah. No, Adam's what you do, what you need to know is behind yeah. the scenes, I I plan out the show, and I know that Steve and Jesse, no matter what I bring up, Steve and Jesse know their shit, and they yeah, know we're they're fucking gonna, great. Yeah, well, yeah, and so there, so I don't really need oh, to like run the show by them. Oh, but every time we start the show, I want to start with this banger intro, and then it's like, let's let's take a right hand turn and for a bit, and so can we just find a different way to shout out and do some really great stuff. No, no, Adam. Am I crazy we about need, the crown segment? No, we oh. need to talk about the Leafs who have not played instead of the thing everyone wants us to talk right. about for at least an hour. You exactly. Didn't, you didn't have to put who are the crown at the beginning. You could have put it in the middle. I did, though, because remember the time I didn't and you were like, oh, you guys fucked well, it up. Because that was a Leafs day. It's <laughs> not a Leafs day. You look like you're struggling to impress yourself uh, or express yourself. Mm. Why not try Babel? That way you can. (laughs) (laughs) In only 15 minutes or less. There you go. Over 100 language experts. Don't you forget it. Now, I think uh, I I think really, honestly, um, you know, the NHL 
we got to start. Let's let's start from the end. The NHL fine. We never figured out the crown stuff, but let's move on. Ah, uh, no, we'll we'll let the listeners say. But maybe, <laughs> hey, listen, maybe if you're listening to the show, you're like, I fucking love that. I live for that segment. Well, who's Jesse gonna crown this this time? <laughs> Um, then great. If I could be wrong, I'm wrong. You take that away from me. I take your friggin' knees. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it could be that, right? It could be that. Um, right. My thing is, um, uh, I do want to get into the Rangers thing because it is important. The New York Rangers hurt the NHL's feelings, and the NHL has the right to find the New York Rangers. Now, when you're a billionaire, it's the equivalent of getting a $5,000 fine. Tom Wilson was fined $5,000. The average, based on what Tom Wilson makes, it would cost him about $66 Canadian. That's that's the based on the average salary. So it's a nothing, not uh, a fine. That's the players. That's the players. That's the, and the collective and bargaining what? agreement. Smart move by the players to do that. You know, make them, you know, force them to actually suspend you. And it makes it, you know, then there's like an appeals process and all that stuff. Um, for James Dolan, who is the, is the, shall we say, unpredictable owner of the Rangers and Knicks? Eccentric. Is that fair? Eccentric. Eccentric, yeah. Um, what the hell is sure. this? $250,000. Who cares? He's a billionaire. Yeah, even for, the, even for MSG that owns the Knicks and the Rangers, that's like the left leg of a force blinder. Like, who cares? What if he just does what so many people have suggested, and I think we spoke about it yesterday, Adam. What if he just doesn't pay it? He goes, I'm James Dolan. You can't tell me shit. Well, he's the number. He's the owner. He's the number one owner in the league. He owns like, the what, number one franchise, do, so he's the number one owner. Do the Rangers not get to play? What are they going to do? We're not making the playoffs anyway. Fuck you. Like I just, what I would love for the social experiment, I just want to see him not pay. I would just not pay. I'm going to bet kind of owner who would too. I'm going to bet that that's written down somewhere in terms of clauses with teams and lots of things been, are written down anywhere. Yeah, but there there would be consequences that are written down. Like they would have thought of that. Forfeiture of draft picks, I would think. Probably. Something. What if the Rangers just jump up there during their time? Like, fuck you, we're picking anyway. Like <laughs> they give their pick away. It's like, no. Um, I, I do think that the NHL, you know, a lot of people said this fine was going to be a lot more than it was. And obviously, if you've been following hockey, you know the Tom Wilson situation. We'll get to that part in a second. No. But, I don't know the Tom Wilson situation. <laughs> the rules told me to forget everything every 18 months. I don't sure. know who that player is. So can we okay. hold off on that? Because I'm trying to make a just a quick point nope. here. Nope. <laughs> make your point. My point is, which I've sort of half forgotten, is the $250,000 fine to a lot of people, including myself, seemed low. And I mm -hmm. think there is a reason for that. And that is because the NHL recognizes that this is the most valuable franchise in the sport money-wise you know you could claim that the canadians or the leafs or the bruins or whatever have a, a brand that stretches further i don't know like i don't know how you measure that i'm sure there are ways but pretty tough to argue against the rangers and frankly they're in new york of course they're the most valuable franchise in the sport and beyond that um you don't want to start a war with a guy who's eccentric you don't want to do this. He's the NHL literally... didn't want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Eugene Melnick. What do you think they're going to do against James Dolan? This should have been a million-dollar fine, guys. Uh -huh. This should have been a million dollars. There's no question. No, Everybody everybody I talk to, everybody I text message, people who know what they're talking about, it's a million dollars, it's a million dollars, it's a million dollars. The NHL did not want to start a war because they've had enough bad press, although I'm not sure they view it that way. This would look really rinky-dink if they did. Well, so, everyone watched the game, didn't they? 
Oh, I watched it. Hmm? Everyone watched the game. Well, if it's so bad, why'd everyone watch the game? Have we that's shifted my... over to that now? No, I don't know. Putting it, we're not getting well, that's into that. That's okay, you tell me what we're doing because there are a <laughs> we're thousand about I, wanna, I, I would like you to respond to what I just stated. About I already the said they should have got more than a mil. Or they should have got more than a quarter now, do you mil. agree with my point of view on that? Or do you yes, think? No, of course I do. Of okay. course I do. And there the NHL go. doesn't want to start a war. There it because is. They'll, they'll lose it. It's the Rangers. You need them. You, you, got, you got an agreement coming up with ESPN. Well, not an agreement coming up. It's beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And you want it to go well. And like he's he's wild enough to emotionally fire Jeff Gordon and John Davidson. Um, and that's that's a hundred percent what he did. It's a hundred percent what he did. This, please stop lying to us. <laughs> the no even Brooksy today, I read his column. I was like, even Brooks is like, oh no, that had nothing to do with it. Dolan wants them to the rebuild oh, to be over now. You're a liar. You're a liar. Uh, like, well, I don't I don't think he's a liar. I or I don't think any of the insiders are a liar. I do think they are regurgitating what they're told. I do believe that Dolan was probably unhappy. Okay, listen, if you're unhappy with the way the Rangers are developing, yeah, no, you're emotional. You're being emotional about this. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. There are legitimate things to criticize. So have we moved on to management then? Sure, go ahead. There there are legitimate things to criticize with the Rangers. They're spending a absolutely wild amount of money on players who are no longer playing for them. The Tony D'Angelo situation related to that was an utter fiasco, not to mention that he played three games for them after signing an extension and they knew he was an asshole. Like they could not be surprised when the asshole began to act like an asshole. I, 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 so there are legitimate things to criticize, but for the love of God, Buchnevich, Kravtsov, Lafreniere, Kako, even though that's been a work in progress, the two-headed young monster that they have in Dent, getting Artemi Panarin, uh, Zabanajad, Adam, Adam Fox, for God's sake, is probably uh, in the Norris conversation. And he's going to lose it to Hedman and he's going to get robbed because he should have the Norris. Yeah, and like, it'll be because he didn't make the playoffs. Well, his name's not Victor Hedman. And that's, this, that's the only reason. Anyways. <laughs> but okay. And the Rangers are not tough enough is the criticism you're seeing. And Mark Messier was saying it. Oh, it's amazing. Boy. It's amazing how often the guys who played in a lawless era seem to think that the solution is people who play without laws. It's, well, it's they, simply amazing. But, but Steve, would you not agree that we are in a lawless era? Oh, a hundred percent. And, and this is the broader conversation that I guess we're going to get to, but also, it, it's a problem that is probably more easily solved than firing your GM who helped rebuild this team from ash and your president who's been there for two years. He's been there for two years. You make a couple signings because you're the friggin' Rangers and all of a sudden you don't have that problem anymore. They're not even the softest team in the league. They're just not as tough as the Caps, which I quickly realized at the beginning of last night's game. They're big. There were, uh, what was it, seven fights or six? Yeah. And none of them involves a Dan O'Chara who could literally kill a man. Like he's, that was a thing. The guy pushing people to decide. Zidane was scary in the playoffs. Zidane O'Chara, Tom Wilson, who did fight. Mm -hmm. Um, Brendan Dillon is a problem too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ovechkin is enormous and will truck you, but he wasn't in that game. 
uh, uh, Anthony Mantha, who would have loved to fight, but uh, got a little bit of his, and I'm sure we'll get to that in the thousand things that there are to get to. Th- that went as good as anybody with the Rangers or Caps or League could have hoped for. No one appears to be seriously hurt. Wilson yeah. did leave the game with an upper body injury. Um, I'll choose to believe them. I know a lot of people are rather skeptical about that. I did rewatch the fight. He punched Brendan Smith's helmet really, really, really. But you, hard. you take him out of that game to protect his well-being. Yes, hundred percent. Everyone's. Yeah, you, he that's fought. His suspension. That's good. He's in there now. Bring him out. Here's his suspension. You got to sit two periods. You're down that's a man. It. Like that's it. Just let him sit. But not like for all oh, the players will settle it on the ice. The New York Rangers gave Tom Wilson a one-game suspension. Yeah. They did. Except he got paid for it. And he got paid for it. Yeah, you're right. And he didn't yeah. forfeit. Yo, that. straight the up. The-, the best villains in the world always stack the deck in their favor, and Tom Wilson's a great villain. Um, he, he knows that the NHL won't do anything about the way he plays the game. And yeah. so what Tom Wilson does that is genius and brilliant, and I have a ton of respect for it as a strategy – is he makes you play his game. He, he, Tom Wilson doesn't need to play. I mean, Tom Wilson can, I mean, it, what, he's got 33 points. Like he's a, he's a good player, very good player, but Tom Wilson makes you play to what Tom Wilson wants you to make. No one's nah. making Tom Wilson play their game. And that, and, and I, the, no, I mean, Steve, like, listen, he'll, he, he beat the, he punched Buchnevich in the head yeah. and put, and grabbed Panarin's hair and threw him to the ice and he and and Butchnevich is the one who's going to get a suspension no, today. No, I know, but I don't think he's a criminal mastermind. I think he's a bully who's enabled by the league. And this okay. doesn't mean he has to be a bad person off the ice. No, he's not. You know, you can send me every charity thing he's ever done, every puppy he's ever kissed. Great, good for him. Uh, you know, I listen. You can't do the things he does. Stop with the whataboutism. What about Crosby? What about, yeah, yeah. Let's have that conversation later. We're having this one. This is a repeat offender. He was given supplemental discipline and it didn't reflect the fact that he's a repeat offender. That's nonsense. And as for Pavel Buchnevich, he's going to get, I think two games. We'll fucking see because this is George Peros's first uh, hearing since the team that Buchnevich played for, uh, plays for asked for him to be fired. Oh yeah. So now there's, there's a there's a party that can judge something. Uh, you know, for, as a as a third party, uninterested party. Batman should absolutely. Batman should show some leadership and step in here and do it himself. Yeah. Yeah. You it, cannot. George, George should recruit. Recuse himself. Just pull yourself out of it. It's unreasonable to expect George Peros to be impartial here. All right. Uh, you, and, and I'm saying that in defense of George Peros. It's unreasonable to say he's going to be impartial here. Since yes, we're sir. talking about the fights, can we mm-hmm. talk about the part where people are defending the fights because it got people to watch? Like I was yes. when I was at work today, um, there's a guy who does the midday shows. His name is Miles. He's he's from uh, overseas. He's from England. And he doesn't watch hockey. And he and he asked me, hey, did you see the the all the fights in hockey last night? And I was like, yes, that's a, that's a hockey thing that happened because it brought in the casual audience that every entertainment source wants. Like if you're making entertainment, you want you don't just want the hardcores. You want casual people who aren't really invested to find 
find out about your product because then they may become invested and that's how you gain fans. So the NHL last night gained a whole bunch of casual audience because of violence and because they had all of these fights. Does that, which side of that did you guys fall on? Because that was a huge argument on Twitter last night of, hey, is it good for the game because so many people are now watching or is it terrible because we don't want this? Well, first of all, uh, the the casual fan who's going to see that and then stick around, it does not exist. Uh, that's not that's not a person who exists in this world. Uh, that's a window shopper. That's a everyone. That's a rubbernecker. That's ever we've we've all sat next to that person in traffic. We've gone, you know what what the hell is the holdup up here? And it's a car pulled over uh, because of a flat tire or something and some asshole at the front of the line is holding up the entire region uh because they have to look at this person and oh what kind of haircut do they have what what kind of car oh uh, how can i involve myself in this situation that person's never coming back they're never giving you their money nhl so knock it off with that second of all fights get people to watch forget the rangers forget the capitals let's let's pick a shitty game that no fan would want to watch the devils and sabers <laughs> outside of the devils and sabers, obviously. And it has to be on a, like a, a nondescript night, like a Tuesday, a devil's sabers night on a Tuesday, 9 PM start, 9 PM Why? start. <laughs> Cause it's got to shit all the way through. Uh, everything about it has got to suck, but uh. new rule. Jeff Bezos bought the NHL (laughs) and he's lost his mind and he's decided new rules. And the first game with the new rules is this Tuesday night, 9 PM game between the devils and Sabres. And they no longer get to play with hockey sticks. They have to use rubber chickens. (laughs) Who's not watching that. (laughs) Who is not tuning into that? Please make it the noisy kind the dogs play with. Oh, here he comes. Sam Reinhardt with the slap shot. Like I would the love ones from TikTok. Yeah, yeah. It would lead ESPN. It would lead Sportsnet. It would lead TSN. It would lead every show in the morning. Everyone yeah. loves a freak show. If you told me kicking was allowed in the NHL, you can just Jesus. kick whoever the fuck you want. You can just kick them with skates on. No. Nope. Who's not tuning into that just to see the horror that is about to happen? <laughs> So don't, I might not watch that one. <laughs> that you could count Jesse, me out for that. You're absolutely watching that one. No. Yes, you are. Uh-uh. Yes, you wanna, are. Nope. You're, too much blood. You're, you're not going to watch it for long, <laughs> but you are going to tune in to see the start of it. Okay. Like the everyone point. else did. Right. Okay. The point. So it's this does not sell your product. This doesn't keep people here. And it's the NHL's obsession with uh, uh, trying to woo people who will never be theirs. Never be theirs. They're there for the freak show. They're not there for the long haul. Fuck likes, give me loves. Those people don't love you, NHL. Stop it. Stop it. They don't love you. Do you if not, I might if if I might weigh in on the same question before we move on. Sure, yeah. yeah. Unless you're unless I was, you I was want. gonna follow up, but I, I'll I'll ask it after your point. It'll be okay. It'll be just as relevant. So here's the here's to add on to what Steve is saying. Um, for um, for the fights to have brought in a new audience that would stick around because the NHL doesn't give a fuck about one night of good ratings. I can guarantee you that work. I've been working for major broadcasters for 15 years. One, one good ratings day is doesn't do anything for you. 
absolutely nothing. You know why? Because the inventory is already sold. You need to sh- you sell on month, week-long blocks, month-long blocks, three-month-long blocks, year-long blocks. Where are you in the trending sort of thing? Are you trending up? Are you trending down? What's the long-term thing? Because that's what advertisers are looking for. So no one gives a shit about a one game that has a pop in ratings. Trust me, no one cares. Beyond that, for the, for, for the, the casual fan or somebody who's never watched before to stick around, the game would have actually had to be good. The game was awful. It meant nothing. The hockey was pretty fucking terrible. Oshie's hat trick was cool. Hold on, I'm getting to that. The Oshi thing matters a little bit if they explain it a little more in the broadcast, which they did not. Uh, and B, like they, they didn't at the beginning because obviously the focus wasn't on that and I can understand why he gets a hat trick that's emotional, it's amazing. But beyond that, like, okay, so there's that, there's that story and there's the fight story, but the hockey itself is what you're trying to sell people on. I want to watch the puck go this way and that way and this way and that way. Boy, does that keep me on the edge of my seat. And anybody that's been to a hockey game, any hockey fans, if you're listening to the show, you're a hardcore hockey fan because who seeks out a podcast about hockey? That's niche. And yet, and yet, none of the actual play was that good. It wasn't compelling. It wasn't exciting. It was I just sort of kept just, waiting for the next fight. Exactly. And you know, and by the way, hats off to TJ Oshie. We'll get to that in a second. Take that out of it for a moment because that really is its own story unto itself. The game sucked. If you want to, if you want people to be sold on your product, I'm not even saying don't fight. I'm just saying a clown show ain't going to get them. It's not especially when you follow it up. It's like a one hit wonder in, in, in music. You got this great Lou Bega, Mambo number five. What's Lou Bega's second hit? Oh, that's right. He didn't have one and nobody stuck around. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, uh, like, ain't name any one hit wonder. Anyone? Uh, 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 it's hard for me. It's hard because right? this is the internet and someone's going to be like, actually. Yeah. Well, no one stuck around for Lou Vega. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the thing. It's that one, oh, that one hook. Oh, we got him now. No, you don't. You don't. Adam, you, you know how many, how, how many hits Lou Vega had? How many hits did Lou Vega? One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. That was good. Sorry. That was terrible. Oh, That's terrible. All right. Everyone can turn the show off. I'm turning red. The point, the point I'm trying to make is if you want to hook people, hook them with a product that's consistently good and consistently consistent as in fans know what to expect. We just don't. I'm embarrassed. Meaningless bullshit hockey games. Jesse, go ahead. Sorry with your question. No, there's a lot of defense around if you're counting – um page views media talk as revenue you know because if some if they're talking about it it's at least it's generating some sort of noise around your game and those impressions are worth something in the marketplace it's free it's free advertising for your hockey game at least more people are saying the words nhl uh, after last night is is the other side of it but I just I'm, be tomorrow. Yeah, I, I don't agree with it for sure. Here's yeah, the thing: and like I'm the not NBA makes it in your timeline every day. Makes it in your timeline every day. Mm-hmm. The NFL, when it's on, makes it in your timeline every day. The NHL, this is the one time this year. And if it was announced, hey, you got to tune in because LeBron James is going to throw hands with Kevin Durant tonight. Jesus. I am watching. Sure. Who is not watching? That doesn't mean it should be part of your sport. And this, so let, let me get to Pavel Buchnevich. If F1 drivers got out of the car and fought each other midway through the race as a part of their pit stop. 
So you have to get out of the car. So you have to physically punch each other before you can get back in the car and get, would you watch it? I know. Look up NASCAR fights. That's a thing. Well, that's. I know. I know that I need to watch that F1 show. You do. I've seen every F1 fight ever. I've never seen an F1 race. And it's it, it didn't compel me. Why didn't I stick around? Oh, because not most of, of it is driving. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's they still had to play a game. Right. They should be able to like you know how the captains get together and they have their little discussion with the ref. They should be able to parlay and like come to an agreement. We're playing a 20-minute game tonight. <laughs> They should they should be able to why did why was that game three periods? What a waste of time. Like we're having a 20-minute game tonight. There's gonna be a fight every two minutes. Hopefully one of us scores a goal. It doesn't go to overtime, and we go home with some frozen peas. Like, seriously. Um <laughs> it was a waste of a game. That was Greg Wyshinsky's article or um argument, by the way, Jesse, when you, the one you brought up about um yes you know, the fights drawing eyeballs. And somebody wrote back, I love podcasts about true crime. Should I encourage more true crime? <laughs> can I read, can I read <laughs> like the tweet? This is, this yeah. is the argument I've been alluding to is the yes. one Wyshynski's been making for the last 24 hours when he said, this is an absolute embarrassment to the sport, said everyone watching a game they'd otherwise ignore in order to see how the sport would be embarrassed. Rubber chickens. Well, I think Greg knows what Greg's doing. I think Greg knows the dying a thousand deaths on this hill. I think I think Greg. I love Greg. I don't think Greg. What what happened yesterday? I don't believe that Greg believes that. There's no no way. I think I think Greg took an angle and he and I love Greg. We've met Greg. We've had Greg on the show. He's awesome. Uh, Don't believe that he believes that. And I would be shocked if he really did. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be something, be it all the way. But uh, I I didn't understand that. I didn't understand difference of opinion, right? Now, fighting is part of hockey. What's the penalty for? Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, but why? What is it for? To why do they give it to you? Cool the situation down to prevent line brawls, probably. Yeah. But it's part of hockey. Why are you penalizing me for something that's part of hockey? Well, it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like hooking. You could say hooking is a part of a hockey, but it's, no, it's not. Are fouls part of basketball? No, yes, it's a foul. Yes, yes, no, it's a it's a part of the sport. It's defined in the rules. As, yeah. Hey, when you do this action, it's a foul. Oh, and I see what you're saying. It's, Hold on. It, could it be? Sorry, Jesse. Is it? Is it that the play isn't a part of the sport, which is why the foul exists? Yeah. Why do they stop the play then? That it, they there should be. You know what should have happened? It should have been three fights off the opening faceoff. And then Chara and Jensen play two on two against whoever the two Rangers were. It's part of the game. What'd you stop the play for? I don't. Is it because of all the equipment? Yeah, on the ice, you don't want someone to trip and fall. I don't, I don't understand. This- so it's not part. Now wait, it is not part of it, right? So if I don't want to participate in it, uh-huh. I shouldn't have to. The refs trying to game manage called a 10-minute misconduct on Kevin Rooney for literally doing an impression of Tom Wilson. It's Or at least, unless there's something we don't know about that, and he yeah. mouthed off and said something, they gave him a 10-minute misconduct to cool the situation down. Where were they when Mantha was going at Buchnevich? Yes. The, it was right in front of the ref. Watch the replay. Right in front of him. He's tapping him on the leg. He's tapping him on the ass. And if you watch, right before they collide, Mantha's getting his stick up. 
Why? To hand it to him? No. Buchnevich got there first is why he's getting suspended. And he got him high. You can't cross-check guys in the face. But if you're Pavel Buchnevich and you don't want to fight and no one's going to stop this player from fighting you, what are you supposed to do? John Scott, uh, the, that exhibition game where Randy Carlisle uh, single-handedly set the Leafs back several years, uh, <laughs> getting David Clark's at a 10-game suspension by, by endangering his most... Uh, uh, his best player in a preseason game, the brainwave. John Scott said, whoever you put out over the boards, whoever you put next to me at the next face-off, I'm grabbing and I'm fighting them. Randy Carlisle throws out Phil Kessel. Is that, was that to challenge John Scott on that? Was yeah. To, so to say Scott, hey, you won't do it. Here's, here's what happened in that game. Jamie Devan was the Leafs big guy. He was a prospect and John Scott, if I remember the story correctly, said, listen, if you're going anyone tonight, you're going me. Because those are two big boys. De- Devan's like 6'5". Scott's, I don't know, six seven eight, Something like that. Devan gets into a fight. And it's not with Scott. It's with someone else. One of the kids on the Sabres. And Devan starches him. Knocks him out cold. So Scott's livid. Because I told you, if you're going anyone tonight, it's me. And now, like, I don't see Colton Orr. I don't see Frazier McLaren. I don't think either was, uh, either was dressed in that game. So John Scott goes, all right, whoever you put over the boards next, I'm going. Did he and say he that told, out loud to the bench? He said that out loud to Randy Carlisle. He's told the story a thousand times. He said it out loud to Carlisle. Carlisle smirks and throws out Phil Kessel. Puts Kessel right next to him. And John Scott goes, okay, he's trying to call my bluff. And he tosses his gloves like confetti. Now, Kessel does not want to fight John Scott. <laughs> Understandably. And to be honest, I don't actually know what John Scott would have done to Phil Kessel. I, I think truly in my heart him. of hearts, I don't think he would have hurt him. No, no. I don't think that's in his nature. No. But you don't know that. If you're Phil Kessel, you don't freaking know that. <laughs> he does not want to fight, fight John Scott. So what is he supposed to do? I don't have to fight you because it's not part of the game. It's not. And the refs let that get out of hand and the league let it get out of hand long before that. Make hockey violent again. George, basket it, buddy. This is you. And he likes that. This Steve, is he, you. Would be, he would give you the thumbs up right now. He's thr- there. By the I way. Know. Just so I, I think what's important to here is, is obviously we know that, you know, Peros had the, the, the opportunity to, to suspend Tom Wilson. You did. And do any of the fights happen last night if, if Tom Wilson isn't playing? Probably not, to be honest with you. Maybe no, one. Maybe like maybe one. But I don't one. see it. But the Rangers are not a fighting team. Like, they're just not. They don't have the players. And you saw that. The Caps basically dominated their show every fight. I mean, you got to give some credit where credit's due. But it was, listen, the, the scales were tip capitals from the beginning. And the capitals won like they should have. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're meaner. My, my, my point in saying all of this is what did the NHL gain from not suspending Tom Wilson other than a bunch of goofy fights that we knew the Rangers were going to lose anyway? No, Adam, I'm a casual fan and I'm staying with the NHL forever because I got to see Ryan Strom fight. Can we get a grip? Can we get real? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. If it was sustainable, that'd still be the way it is. 
mm-hmm. right? We we have every game takes four hours the way it did in the eighties. Man, when, back when it was legal to see my family, my uncle used to show me stuff in black and white from like the fifties. And while it's a fun YouTube clip, I can't imagine, I can't imagine that just being life. Every game takes four or five hours. The police come on the ice. And by the way, the 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 idea, dude, literally, literally, yeah, yeah. I've seen clips of police coming on the ice. Yeah. The the idea that this used to never happen is, I think, the biggest lie the sport tells. Uh, the elbows from Messier. The elbows from Howe, the stick swinging incidents. Uh, Bill Guerin swung his stick at Peter Forsberg's face in a game. He, he swung did it his to- stick at a teammate's face in practice. A rookie, Ma- by the way, a rookie. Maurice Richard was uh, suspended in the final for, I believe it was breaking his stick over a guy's head. You know? <laughs> and Claude, I, I just happened to watch the Brian Burke, uh, the Hey Burkey clip on him suspending Claude Lemieux for games in the final for his hit on Draper. And he was worried because it's the first time a guy got suspended in the final since Richard. But it's, it's the biggest lie this sport tells that none of this used to happen. The reason people didn't stand up to the broad street bullies who would literally just three on one, beat the shit out of you gang assault on the ice sanctioned by the league uh, is because no one could. No one could. If you just dress a team of 20 dudes designed to beat the shit out of you, and I don't mean play heavy hockey like the 2012 Kings. I mean beat the shit out of you. If two or three of them have a decent wrist shot, they're going to win the game mm-hmm. because you're half dead. Like the, the Philly flu is real. We it's asked real because, that. Yeah, and those players aren't cowards. The players who don't didn't want to play in that, they're not cowards. How dare you? How dare you? You get up every day and volunteer to get three on one by three dudes bigger than you. Are you joking? Mm-hmm. What is it? What is I my whole timeline was just dudes who need therapy. Like for the love of God. Listen, I, I want to say this. I think hockey is a violent game. And I think it's a high speed game. Yep. And I don't want my personal opinion is I don't want that to go. And I understand when you have um, you see it in, in in any level of the game, any gender of the game, uh, you see punches, uh, you know, angry words or whatever, because you're fired up um, and oh. you're and, and you're and you want to kill someone like, like heard, not kill. But you know what I mean? I've heard so, stories of the Canadian and American women's teams like squaring up in a parking lot. Like <laughs> yeah. there, there is, there oh, is yeah. heat in this sport. Yes. We like that. The problem becomes um, for the NHL. Uh, number one is lawsuits later on. The NHL constantly has lawsuits. Number two, it's a credibility issue. I mean, if you want to have some fun, go back and look up all the, the NHL emails that had to be, put out in a deposition uh, regarding uh, hits to the head and concussions in the early uh, last decade, like 2011, 2012, Colin Campbell, besides emailing a ref directly and saying, Hey, stop calling penalties on my son like that, which he did. It's, it's amazing that uh, Campbell uh, it's good on the league for firing Campbell after that. He's still there. <laughs> oh, he's still there. Yeah. Oh, he's still there a decade later. Good league. Good yeah. league. Uh, the, the emails are quite shocking. And like he emails Brian Burke back and goes, you know, the guy fell on his head on his own. It's his own fault, blah, 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 blah. Like it's just a, just some pretty nasty kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. The, 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 the issue becomes what's the, what is the game and is the NHL credible in what it's doing? You, you've got, you got to look at it like, and this is a really kind of not great way to look at it, but this is the way to look at it um, in this particular instance. You have to look at the NHL player, any NHL player as an asset. And if you, like, let's say you have a Lamborghini and you take that Lamborghini to a dirt track and you blow it off a bunch of hills and uh, flip it over, you now have a depreciating asset. You're now hurting your Lamborghini. A Temi Panarin is a Lamborghini mm-hmm. or he's a Ferrari. He is one of the top players in the entire world. Taking him out of the game, even if it's for a shitty Rangers team that's not making the playoffs, with your number one franchise, your number one player on your number one franchise, that is not good for the game. It's not good. And, Go and I Panarin, think- Panarin jumped him. Panarin was trying to pull Tom Wilson. What was Panarin going to do to Tom oh, Wilson? Oh, oh Panarin's oh, so What's he going to do? <laughs> Panarin, by the way, is like one of the lightest players in the league. He's like yes, a buck 65. Have you, have you also, seen he's trying to his pull, dog? His he's dog's trying to the pull, same size. He's trying to pull Tom Wilson off a player he punched while he was down. Right. A play that the NHL deemed bad by fining him. And people are acting like Panarin's this guy who was asking for it. Right. Which, oh man, this I I can you believe this team? This oh buddy got hit and no one even sticks up for them. He did. Panarin's got more stones than almost all of you. Going after Tom Wilson, and what happened? He got his hair pulled and he's out for the season. And you're calling the Rangers soft? Bunch of people who have never thrown a punch in their life. Oh, I'm I'm just. So I get very so then, sick of the conversations in this sport. Well, for sure. And, and it's understandable. Like Twitter was a, just a disaster last night, but it is kind of funny. You know, when you, when you say, Hey, listen, I have a problem with this issue. People will label you as you're anti-fighting. And my thing oh. is, listen, I'm not necessarily, occasionally there's going to be a fight. There yep. just is. There's fights in basketball. There's fights in football. Yep. Uh, people yell at each other in tennis. Uh, if they were close together, they'd probably punch each other out. Tiger Woods was a total dick on the on the golf course. It was super intense, shitty to play with. I'm sure there were guys that wanted to punch Tiger Woods Yo, out. Golf sure fights? Golf fights? Golf Let's fights go. would be cool. <laughs> but my uh, point is that it's not going to make me play watch golf more, honestly. But beyond that, well, I you're think, tuning in. I think when you have a goon fest like what you had last night, as fun as it seems in a vacuum, guys, remember that there were massive lawsuits levied against the NHL. And if I'm James Dolan, who is, again, eccentric, I'm pissed off that the guy I'm paying $10 million to, who is in a, and this is, again, tough business term, depreciating asset because he's getting closer and closer to retirement every day. I'm pissed off that my $10 million hockey player was slammed to the ice and nothing was done. That's a problem for me. Imagine that happens to Connor McDavid. Imagine it happens to Austin Matthews. Imagine it happens to Sidney Crosby. That's how important Artemi Panarin is to the Rangers and to this league. He is a top 10 player in this league. You have to protect those assets. There's what keep people coming in. And beyond all of that, all of that, I I think we need to move on to the fact that um, uh, you know, the, the Rangers seem to have completely broken at this in- incident as well. You know, you have this, you have this happen one night, the suspension happens, sorry, no, the, the fine happens the next day. 
The owner fires the president and the general manager before the game. I almost forgot. Like, and and then the guy who originally got punched in the head is going to get suspended this afternoon. All right. Yep. The One Rangers. Guy, Tom Wilson broke the Rangers. He, he broke the Rangers. Yeah. He, he did. The, he the organization the as a whole. Yeah. One hundred percent. He did. He Tom Wilson did to the Rangers what the Bruins did to the Canucks, but in a single night. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Seriously. Did that 2011 series not set that organization back to still where it is today? It's like the 2013 Leafs versus the 2013 Bruins. Set them back five years. At least. They spent half a decade trying to become the 2013 Bruins. Yep. And did a yep. very shitty job. Yeah, because it's very to be, shitty job. Because that was a good Bruins team that took six years to get there. Yeah, a team built on toughness went to the playoffs and played against another team played on toughness and discovered they weren't very good. And here's the next problem. Chris Drury, Drury, we know, is a, is a great asset to the Rangers. Uh, I believe he was one of the front runners for the job in Pittsburgh. They wanted to keep him. He didn't want to leave New York. They gave him more money, made him the associate GM. And now he's the president GM. Glenn Sather's back. Rangers fans are quaking in their boots that Glenn Sather's, Sather's back. Although, and, and if you were to ask most Ranger fans, they're probably telling you, no, 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 this rebuild's not over. We're not done yet. There are three dozen hockey jobs. Right. And my point in saying this is that... like. The Rangers are now going to go fuck up because of this. Yep. That's what I think is going to happen. Yep. You know, you got, you got, it'll be their fault. They sure. And they've jumped from 26th to, I believe, 14th or something in the NHL. That's the thing. They're not even bad. They're getting jobbed no. by being in the best division in the league. Yeah. They would yeah. have made the, the playoffs if this was a regular, normal, non COVID season. It's a good team. And now, I mean, Chris Drury's a smart guy, so I think I, I got a little bit. Of, I'm a little worried about Glenn Sather's influence. I don't think I think his views are dated. Dolan. I think Mark Messier is is um, aiming for a hostile takeover. Like I feel bad for their head for the Rangers head coach because obviously they asked Mark Messier before the broadcast yesterday. Do you think you could coach this team, Mark? What the <laughs> fuck is Mark Messier gonna say? Of course he's gonna say yes. They're gonna sell. Yeah, the farm. I would have beat some guys up and blah 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 blah. Well, of course Mark Messier is gonna say that. And I think Mark Messier is angling for a job. So they're going to fire head coach, GM, and uh, president in one season. It's going to happen. They're, they're going to sell the farm for Eichel. You think so? Yep. Oh, that's a good idea. No, it's super not. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, dude. Super fun, though. It's super <laughs> fun. Know, I like it's, it. That'll get me to pay attention. <laughs> that, oh, holy shit. You traded two of your top young guys Plus a, a thousand picks and Pavel Buchnevich because irony is fun for Jack Eichel. We could do a, a 90 minutes on Eichel to the Rangers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, fun. There. We that's, I it. hope it happens. That's a great idea. No, but the it, like, here's, here's like, we keep getting away from Wilson. Oh, Who's next? Getting... In terms of what do you mean? Who's he going to hurt next? Oh. Well, Who's it going to hurt next? Cares. And what's it going to be? Is it going to punch a guy while he's down? Is it going to be a charge? Shoulder to the head? It'll happen in the playoffs. The and it'll happen in the playoffs because the Caps are going to the playoffs and Wilson will take advantage of the Three rules games. in the playoffs because for some reason, refereeing doesn't exist in the playoffs and he's going to get away with it again. It's going to be either the Bruins or the Islanders, guys. So who do you think it's going to be? And which player? Probably against the Islanders. 
Do they play? Are they, they're going to play them in the first round, right? We think. Well, there's only a know. point separation between Boston and New York mm-hmm. um, right now. So, and I, the New York Islanders have played one one more game, so Boston really has more of an advantage there. But uh, it's not that much. Yeah, and he'll get away with it because refereeing is crooked in the NHL, and they referee however they want to referee that night. And if they don't, they they don't feel like calling, it and they feel like, oh, I didn't see that, then he's going to get away with something because of the playoffs and the way they call the game is a, is extremely effective for players like Tom Wilson. Oh yeah. They don't call the game to benefit Crosby, McDavid, Matthews, Panarin, whoever you want to say that's a superstar. They ref they ref the game to benefit the tough guys. We've talked about this before, but if you're only going to call three penalties aside on one team, that means that the tougher of those two teams has the advantage. If you're saying we're going to call an even penalty game, the tougher of those teams has the advantage because they are by rights, going to be a little bit dirtier, a little bit chippier, a little bit this and that and whatever. Like, and 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 it's funny. That's what benefits the tougher teams. It's like, well, I only got my three shots to call these guys. So once I've used them up, if I'm an NHL referee, I'm going to look like I'm biased. No matter and what happens on the players, ice, no matter right, what happens ahead. on the ice, the game is called down the middle. There you go. And that's why tougher teams benefit because like, it forces skilled teams to play to play their game. If if you if you succeed when the rule book is thrown out the window, you're not the best team in hockey, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the Stanley Cup is there to decide: who's the best team in hockey, mm. right? If you're the best team, you should be able to succeed when they call the book, right? But it's just such a goofy sport. This yeah. ruled by dudes who don't want to change it. Well, so I don't know what else to tell you. Let's keep going here with this because um, I, I love that uh, John Scott actually released a video going, I'm surprised he's not gone for 40 games. Like yeah. crazy. And Sean Avery put out something on TikTok yesterday. And oh, Sean Avery is a questionable guy as it is. Okay. But here's what Sean Avery said. Before, he was Sean Avery you, bring up, before you bring uh-huh. it up, do uh-huh. we need to bring up Sean Avery's TikToks? Like how deep are we going here? We're not going that deep. Not going okay. that deep on Sean Avery. <laughs> Listen, okay. are we, am I, I saying I think Sean he might Avery be a bad guy. approach? Am I saying Sean Avery, good guy, Sean Avery? No. I don't know. No, what are there you were Capitals, <laughs> Capitals fans were legitimately upset at Avery and Matt Cook getting a platform in all this. And and Matt, Matt Cook having anything to say about this is hilarious. Yeah. What did he say, Steve? Can you paraphrase? I did not read it. Okay, good. Now, Matt Avery's Cook's th- words on this matter do not matter. I thought Avery made a good point. And I thought it was similar to what John Scott said, which was, listen, you don't, Sean Avery's like, you don't go after Tom Wilson. You, you dump the puck in slowly. You let the goalie come out of the net. He said it was Braden Holby. Obviously he's not paying attention and you just yes, run through him. You just run right through him. <laughs> and if you want, if you want equal and opposite retribution, that's what it's akin to. It's not the the Rangers, if they wanted to play this mischief, not mischievously um, as, as, as tough as, as uh, Wilson versus Panarin, you go after the stars. And he better not pull this shit against the Bruins of the Islanders because they, they will, will do that. They will do that. Whoever's in net that night is going to have a problem. They will do that. Is the game getting more or less violent? Or which, which side of the, of the curve are we on? <sighs> I don't know. Generally less. Yeah, like we, right? we spoke about this. I think I nailed this years ago, and I've, I would love to find this clip. <laughs> Because we were talking about the Tom Wilson contract, because mm-hmm. 
this or was it even this Tom Wilson contract? It was something about Tom Wilson. He is the new market inefficiency. Oh yeah. The market inefficiency used to be small, talented guys. Braden Point. There was a time not long ago that Braden Point wouldn't have even gotten a shot. Right? There was a time where he's an afterthought. We're not going to get a guy like him. We don't want a guy like Alex DeBrincat. We don't want a guy like Cole Caulfield. We don't want, uh, to, you will never draft a Nick Robertson. Yeah. The because archetype for that guy is was Marty St. Louis. He kind of mm, invented that yes. guy. Mm. Yes. And mm. like before him, it was Theron Fleury. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the reason we but remember them go, is because yeah. they're one in a million. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the small guy never makes it. <laughs> then it took a couple teams. This team, that team, that team. And then it was everybody. And then all of a sudden, there's like a dozen of these outliers left in the league. There's like a Ryan Reeves. There's there's a Tom Wilson. And you could like uh, I, an aging David Backus, maybe, maybe a few years ago. Sort of a David Clarkson. This was much longer ago. Obviously. New Jersey Devils, David Clarkson. Yeah. New Jersey Devils, David Clarkson. I should specify. Yeah, the, there are these weird outliers, and you know, if they do a good enough job skating and putting the puck in the net, oh, a guy like Cassian as well. Mm-hmm. If they do a good enough job, they're just gonna run amok because. What they're they're the new market inefficiency, right? So mm-hmm. now the Rangers are gonna go out with the sole intent this summer. I still think Eichel is the big splash, and they're gonna go, you know what? We still have Eichel, even though we just sold the farm, we still have a relatively young team. We're gonna get Eichel and several fists. Right? If I'm if I'm the Europe Rangers and I have the capital that I have. Call Ottawa, call Calgary, ask him how much it costs for each Kachuk brother. Like, you know, honestly, <laughs> like Calgary's a mess right now. They are. Calgary, I think, considers it. Yeah, I, I think nah. to me, he's the guy they you shouldn't the team around. They shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, That's the franchise. Yeah. By the way, the, the front office and the head coach, they're gone. They're so gone. Everybody's gone there. Um, but I, I like Ottawa, you might be able to tempt because you'd be like, listen, Ottawa, here's the thing. His contract's going to expire and you're going to have to pay money. <laughs> have you considered that? We can give you a bo- all of these brand new entry level deals. Ooh. <laughs> Ottawa's yeah. been on fire, by the way. Yeah. Like low key. They've been had a great second half of the season. It's crazy because they have a goalie now or they have goaltending now. Yeah. Weird. I, I do think they're going to catch teams off guard. And they're also they're they're a weird mix of they're supposed to be the break team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, Oh, we're, we're going to give you the backup treatment and they're not as talented as other teams, but they're not bad enough for them to be a break. I just try their ass off every game. I want to let you guys quickly know um, just an update in the Toronto Marlies game, which Freddie Anderson has started Uh, 12 minutes in, sorry, not eight minutes into the first period, and it's already two nothing Manitoba. One through the five hole, one just over the blocker. <laughs> oh god no! Damn it. it was like right through the five hole. Oh it was, god! It Have was vintage it? Freddy. Vintage. Yeah, oh. it's not good, Steve. It's not. Oh no! Now he might be rusty, but he's gonna be rusty. Oh. 
You can't. I this was is, so This is, this uh, is uh, six nothing against the Bruins in Boston, Freddie Anderson. Uh, when Luke Fox and Myrtle and all the boys down at down there were tweeting out the photos of Freddie walking out with the team, like I got so jacked. I was like, we're gonna have a a tandem of Ke- Campbell and Freddie, oh, and then and this is gonna be awesome heading into the playoffs. And oof. And to like give you an idea, like I know it's a small sample size, and like AHL conditioning stints should not matter, dude. They sent Jonas Gustafson to the Marlies for a conditioning stint, and he was unreal. And they sent Jonathan Bernier to the Marlies for a conditioning stint, and he was unbeatable. <laughs> so, oh boy, I'm concerned. It's wow. two shots. Let's okay. It's just two shots. it's eight uh, minutes. Uh, I, I, one I'm more goal, and he's pulled, boys. One more positive. goal, and he's pulled. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about before? Tom that? Wilson, the greatest player ever. The well, greatest you know, okay, player so- ever. No, but like, <laughs> so I kept I kept talking about Rafi Torres and I'm not comparing the two. They're not. Like, yeah, Rafi not- Torres was out there decapitating guys. Yeah. Like, and you might say, well, Wilson did this and Wilson did. No, go back and watch. It's wild and after a while the nhl went we are very all the way done with you mm-hmm. you can't play here anymore yeah, yeah. wilson is just not quite as dirty and he's too good mm-hmm. if the, the nhl has set the precedent that with torres a couple things one if you keep doing it we're going to increase the suspension every time and if you're not good enough you're done in this league, Wilson has gotten no such treatment. And the one time they tried to give him the treatment, they're like, we're giving you 20 games. And he goes, no, I'm filing an appeal. And Gary Bettman goes, you're getting 20 games. No, we're going to an arbitrator. You get 14. <laughs> what, Tom Wilson is acting the way he's been taught to act. Yeah. And, and then, then there was that uh, little snippet from all oh got, is it carbon yellow? The Rangers reporter for The Athletic? I don't know. I don't know. Just what is it? He had the little snippet that supposedly the league did not like the look of not suspending Wilson for his hit on Brandon Carlo. And Peros didn't want to suspend him at all. So the league goes, yeah, well, we don't like the look. You're getting seven games. Oh, my God. There's no... Wow. Like, so, it sounds like Peros was fired when that happened. If he's not making James, decisions, yeah. the decisions. Is James Dolan right? Like, is yes. James- Listen, <laughs> yes. I do not want to call James Dolan right on anything. Yeah. Is that the conclusion? <laughs> but, yes. So, the, okay. the funny thing about all of this, all of this, is so little of it is about Tom Wilson. This is the Tom Wilson incident, and yet mm-hmm. it's not Tom. It's not even what Tom did. It's the reaction and the things that happened afterwards to what Tom did. Yeah. And, and Steve, you're absolutely right. This is, dude, he's been allowed to do it. Why wouldn't you keep doing it? He's an extremely effective, very good hockey player. Teammates love him. Fans love him. Yep. This is the kind of guy that you, you keep, but every once in a while he goes berserk and breaks Zach Aston Reese's jaw or absolutely railroads Oscar Sundquist for no reason in a play in a preseason game. You know, these are the things that like you, you, it's so funny because, you know, there'll be a bunch of Cavs fans who listen to this show and they'll be so heated that they're not actually going to hear what we have to say. I'm not mad at Tom Wilson. They get mad I'm not at me mad at Tom. I think he's dumb when he did this it. guy. Otherwise we love each other. Right. Well, it's, 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 it's not 
what Tom Wilson did that's really at issue here. It's the NHL's handling of it. And I hate yeah. the fact is, and a bunch of people made this point and they're right. They're like, oh, all of you people out there who are going, heck yeah, Rangers, where were you when they weren't saying anything during Black Lives Matter? Where were their balls then? I agree. Doesn't I don't think those right two now. things are even remotely Different. related. Exactly. Stop conflating them. Well, what about what about? What about yeah. isn't what about Bingo. what about you should get what about 69 on the back of your jersey? Like, <laughs> can we so, can we like make ground here? I also want to like ask, all what about ism is it just makes the earth underneath you muck. Let's yes. move forward. Let's talk. When you God, compare, God. let me compare three incidences to you guys. Okay. Number one is what Tom Wilson with Bushnevich and Panarin. I know the NHL doesn't see them as linked, but they're they're part of the same issue for me. Number two, Bushnevich cross-checking Anthony Mantha in the face last night. Number three, Nazem Kadri cross-checking Jake DeBrusque in the face in the playoffs. In a game that was wildly out of hand long before that cross-check. Uh, if, if you were to show each incident to a person that did not know hockey and then show it to a person who did but had not seen them somehow and say, who are you giving the most games to? What do you think the average person says? That is a great question. Yeah. And I'm going like to try you... to answer that in an unbiased way. I'm going to say Wilson, number one. Kadri, mm -hmm. number two. He really he, cranked him. He did. I'm, I'm not trying to diminish what Kadri did to Jake DeBrusque, to be clear here. I'm just trying to say the, the reaction to them, very different. And Buchnevich uh, on Mantha, three. I think. And who will be suspended the most? Kadri, then Bushnevich, then Tom Wilson. Wilson, can't get lower than zero. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you Tom. can, said the nerds. Oh, shut up. Tom Wilson, by the way, three straight 20-goal seasons. If you, Because uh, this Great season player. he had 14 goals in 44 games. So that's a 20-goal season in 82. Great player. Also, no one's, no one's can saying I also that. say to every Capitals fan that reached out and said, you'd take him on your team in a heartbeat. Yes, I would. Yeah, yeah. He's a good player. I'd take Kadri back. Can we have him back? I'd love him back. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, but it's not a thing. Yeah, but he's going to get suspended. Yeah, he got suspended for stuff. I thought it was very funny <laughs> that um, Kadri has been trending basically for the past 48 hours. <laughs> well, because it's, it's the obvious parallel, especially in Toronto. I mean, I'm sure to Montreal fans, it doesn't mean anything. But, you know, like if you're, you know, when we're talking about violent incidences, as the Rangers called it. With Kadri, though, there was some understanding with it, even within the Leaf fan base, that, well, you know, he does keep doing shit. Yeah. So he's no longer going to get the benefit of the doubt. Brendan Shanahan suspended him. And that is another key thing here. Uh, Rafi Torres with the increasing suspensions, it ends in 2015. And if I'm not mistaken, that was, ah, uh, no, it couldn't have been Brandon Shanahan in 2015 because I think he was already with the Leafs. But the first bunch were Shanahan. Mm -hmm. Wilson and all of his supplemental discipline, if I'm not mistaken, is all George Paros. Hmm. Maybe not the first one or two, but it's mostly been George Paros. It's his job to get a, a lid on this. I, I don't think and, he wants to, Steve. I think that's clear. I don't think and they I, want to lit on this. I don't understand. So I, I got I got a couple big yikes because uh man, you're admitting that that 
you think Wilson should get more because it's Wilson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kadri <laughs> <laughs> got more because he was Kadri. When we were talking about it yesterday. <laughs> when we were talking about it yesterday, I, I said, well, you know, if OJ was suspected in a murder, you probably look into him because he has a history. You know, like if, Wait, if, when OJ went to jail, they threw the book at him based on the charges that he was actually given. If somebody like if he did went to actual yeah. jail, it was like, you're not going to jail because you stole some some of your artifacts back. Yeah. OJ. You're going to jail because you're fucking OJ and you got off lucky the first time. Yeah, they, they now, gave him all of these extra charges because they're like, you got away with murder that one time. You know what? Do you know what Al Capone went to jail for, guys? <laughs> tax, tax evasion. Yeah. Tax evasion. They gave him 30 years in Alcatraz for tax evasion? I think you guys are maybe taking it to a place it doesn't need to. No, but, so like, but that's I the know point what of the history. That's it. You know the history. But that's the point. It's context, right? The yeah. context of the of the person and their actions. That's what we're trying to say here. I, I'm not confl- am I conflating murder with something that happened on the ice? No. And if you think that, you're an idiot. Al Capone <laughs> and Tom Wilson are the same person. Same guy. Same guy. Yeah. I get them same confused guy. all the Tom, time. Same. Tom Capone. It's its real yeah. name. Al Wilson. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> look at us. The thing is, look at us. Look at us being cool. Look at us. The point is, I'd also like to move on to something else here quickly. Just want to say this. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that the Rangers made the statement that they did. I also appreciate the fact that the owner said to the president and the general manager after they apparently, Davidson and Gordon, both said to other general managers and officials around the league, uh, we're not a part of this. We didn't. We didn't know this was happening. Mm-hmm. I love. I actually kind of love the fact that that Dolan fired him, and I think he the didn't reason tell is. Them, though. I you know I mean I we don't know that we don't know that. Mm, that's not necessarily true. It's James Dolan, man. You that think a James Dolan with Spike called Lee. the Rangers PR department and said, "Write this, post this." Doubt it. Davidson would have known. Had to have. And yeah. these are the same Maybe guys. Maybe because that, the social person's okay, like. So uh, then, hey, no, no, beyond that, though, let's let's talk about context of this ownership or this management group that aided and abetted everything that Tony D'Angelo did. And Leah Anderson just doesn't want to play for you anymore. And 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 Keandre Miller is exposed to the shit that he's exposed to. And I get you can't really put that on the Rangers, but maybe you kind of can. You can maybe put a moderator into that. There's a bunch oh. of shit that the rain that happened with Gordon and Davidson at the helm. Yeah, they had good players. They picked, made good draft picks, all that sort of thing. Sold at the right time, got the right draft picks that you need to get. Yes, I get that. But come on. Let's not pretend that these guys haven't fucked up royally. I don't royally. hate the firing simply even from the point of you wouldn't come to war with me. Like, I own this team and I'm going to put out this unprecedented statement that no franchise is doing against the guys who run the actual league and you're not going to come to bat with me. Like, I was like, okay, if you're not going to do this at the height of this controversy, then I don't, I'll get somebody else to fucking make trades. And just for you. Ironically, ironically, like for those two great hockey men, that is a very hockey way of looking at things. From mm-hmm. James Dolan. Oh yeah, you wouldn't go to war with me. I don't need you at all. That's I can get probably the else. most hockey thing that happened here. Yeah. But but the other hockey thing that happened was somebody did something that wasn't traditional. Yeah. If it was if Dolan put that PR statement out and and Davidson and Gordon didn't know about it, the reality is he was fucking right. Peros needs to resign. He needs to resign. This is dereliction of duty. No questions asked. There's no question. 
And, he, and the funny part about this is that these guys, not only did they say we didn't know about it, they said we don't agree with it. We yeah, wrong. that's the key. So, so you don't, so, so the guy does this to the best player on the team. You went and you tried to sign Artemi. If I'm Artemi Panarin and I find out Jeff Gordon said that, I'd be fucking furious. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Why did I sign here, you asshole? <laughs> so of course he's out. Of course he's out. I don't blame James Dolan for firing them at all. You can say it was, well, he's not ready. The, the rebuild's not over, blah, 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 whatever. James Dolan fired those guys. Exactly what you said, Steve, because they, they, that was the last straw. They said, we're not on board, and they undermined him, and they undermined, undermined the Rangers organization at a time when the Rangers needed to full force, show force, because they knew they were going to get caved in the next game, and they were going to have to go out and fight anyway. So here it is. said, Jesse. Yeah, it's, first of all, that was Jesse. Look at them all. Sorry, He's Jesse. already looking at his team. He's already looking at his team and what happened with the Wilson thing. And he's punching Buchnevich. And he's taking my star player off the ice, who I pay $11.6 million a season. He's already done that. And he's already looking at his team and already thinking, these guys are not tough enough. They're not ready. And he's got Mark Messier whispering in his ear. Fuck yeah, man. They're not tough enough. Never hold a cookie. <laughs> and shit like that. He's already whispering in his ear. Said, There's like, I'm old and things were good in the 90s. <laughs> and then he's looking at his GM and president and they won't go to war with him. Oh, no. The rot's gone too far. The mm-hmm. rot's at the helm. I have weaklings. And he got rid of them. That's 100%. This is an emotional guy. This is a guy who, like, didn't he ban Charles Oakley? Like an yes. actual New York tried. alumni. He tried. Oh, he and he tried. was wrong. And he got into a fight with Spike so Lee. Wrong. And he, he got into a fight this with Spike Lee. James Dolan James- is not my hero. <laughs> no. James <laughs> Dolan wants the board who runs MSG We're had to call him in because he was going on too many gigs with his dad rock band with his buddies. He has a little band on the side. He's a billionaire. He's running this company. And they're like, you got to stop playing live show with your damn dad rock band, James. Come, Come to run me. this company so he's not a very stable human but he already thinks his team is soft and then his president and gm are i write your fucking checks yeah and you went behind my back Mm -hmm. get out Mm -hmm. get out you give him the gerard gallant treatment you three what for you throw all their shit out the window like it's a bad breakup if I ever own a franchise, I want blind faith to the crest. Yes. You know, whatever my team is, if I'm the if I'm the 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 golf balls, you know, I want blind faith to the Toronto golf balls. Like you better be on board for everything we do. Yeah. But now, now Dolan is emotional and vulnerable. Yes. Call the Rangers, try to make a trade. Call the Rangers, try to make a trade. Well, poor Chris Drury. Like, and now he's got to deal with this emotional James Dolan. And who knows if he's even in charge because you know what I would do? You know what? All my elbows. You know what I would do? You got moose. You got moose. Fuck. That shit doesn't work in Vancouver. But I tell you what, he tells the Oilers or the Rangers anything. He says, jump. Everyone around him says how high in New York. Come on. It's Mark Messier. You all saw the Kiprios clip. This is New York City. Mm-mm-mm. The Rangers are about to have a very interesting offseason. And by the way, 
extraordinarily underrated storyline in all this. They got the draft free agency and the expansion draft coming up, and they just fired their GM and president. Anyway, good luck, Chris. Yeah. Anyway, good luck. There you go. Here's all their scouting reports from guys who haven't been to a game in over a year because they can't. It's a pandemic. Anyway, good luck. Eichel to New York. They have no captain. Just name a captain day one. Signing, trade, captain. Kevin Adams should just... Hey, Chris, how are you feeling? How's the weather in New York? Mm. Uh, Sorry, I'm not near a computer. I I need you to tell me how the weather is. I (laughs) I, I don't know how to Google things. I do. What, what are you looking at right now? What are you having for lunch? How much uh, for uh, Eichel, you think? How much for... Let Ed just work it into every conversation. He's got to call him breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-mm-mm. What an um, interesting, interesting situation. I wouldn't make Jack Eichel captain right away in New York. I would. Day one. I would not. Chris Kreider. Mark Messi, I would. Key to the city. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I. You know what? This is going to be unpopular. Jack Eichel hasn't proven anything leadership to me. Oh, nobody's saying Well, that. he's been the honorary GM for like four years. Right, and it's worked out terribly. So maybe don't put him in that position and just make him play some hockey. Nah. Which is what he's best at. Madison Square Eichel. <laughs> it's just MS and then his face. Yeah. I, I tell you what. I tell you what. James Dolan is right here. He's going to be wrong real fast. Yes. And you know what? That's reliable with James Dolan. He usually does fall on the wrong side of the coin. Yep. Um, it's usually it's usually a bad choice. In this one unicorn instance, man, I love that statement from the New York Rangers, baby. Terrible. The worst person you know makes a great point. <laughs> right? <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. Now, um, so Tom Wilson has broken the New York Rangers. There's no question. Going forward from here, I, I, like, I don't know if there's much more to get to other than uh, Messier is going to coach this team eventually. It'll be game you, you 25 really next so? year. Yeah. He's uh, Messier was Patrick angling Law. in the press yesterday to coach this team. You go watch that interview. Anybody even read the clips or read the, uh, read the, the, um, the tags from it. Uh, the quotes, it's unbelievable uh, how, how badly Mark Messier wants to coach this team. My favorite thing was mess. Do you think you can coach this team? And I know I said it earlier. And he's like, yes, absolutely. Like even with no experience. Yeah, no problem. But there's no problem with David Quinn. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's no reason to let him go. So you just... Well, he's taking the team from 26th to 14th. And people are like, well, he's not in the playoffs. But like you guys said earlier, that's the toughest division in hockey. It's crazy. David Quinn's been fine. It does not make sense. The best thing the New York Rangers can do is nothing and maybe sign a couple tougher guys. That's the best thing they can do. They got a great young core there. They've got two great goalies. You give them a non-COVID season with fans in the building and a proper training camp and proper rest, which they're going to get this offseason. I think it's a completely different story next year with the exact same roster. You do the hardest thing to do with a young team, and we've talked about this as Leaf fans. Wait. Mm-hmm. Just wait. They'll be better next year. Logically, they'll be better ne- next year. Lafreniere will be better. Kako will be better. Uh, both goalies will be better. Adam Fox will be better. Like logically all of that, they're young enough. I have a question. I have an answer. If you guys, if you're Wayne Simmons right now, coming on the end of your one year deal, Mm. you're probably looking at the New York Rangers going, okay. No, if you're Wayne Simmons, all you're doing is concentrating on winning the Toronto Maple Leafs cup. Well, that's true. But after that's done. Well, that's months from now. He doesn't, he didn't watch that game. 
doesn't know at all. Not aware, completely not aware. I listen, I, I love Wayne Simmons and I want him to be a leaf, but I have a feeling the Rangers are going to pay some silly money for, for, uh, for somebody. You know, okay. Can I tell you my deepest, darkest fear? Mm-hmm. Hyman. Oh, Steve. Why did you we might do have that? Just galaxy brained our sorrow. Oh, oh no. I no. Now I, I got something to be anxious about when the show ends. I tell you what, as someone who is made of anxiety, dude, I have Catholic guilt and a great memory. How how bad do you think my brain is? <laughs> like, but Zach Hyman, that fear did occur to me. I will put money down. He's a leaf next year. I'll put money on it. I will. Mm. He'll be a leaf next year. However, I'm just saying. <laughs> Could happen. Could Stop happen. It. Don't put anything past an emotional Stop dumb it. team with a lot of money. Stop it. <laughs> a lot a lot of emotional dumb teams do not have the money. They do. Very interesting situation. I would just like to read out a tweet before we get to the press conference here. This comes from account for hockey. Uh, our boy Jay, who we love, he said, a lot of you are overreacting to a small sample size of one period in the AHL. I, on the other hand, won't be judging Freddie Anderson until he plays a full season in the AHL next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now, Man, listen, I got to tell you, pay- great follow, Nick Barden. Uh, B-A-R-D-E-N Great on uh, Twitter. He's posting all the gifts from the Marlies game. It's amazing what a different league it is. Martin Marincin flying in. He's toe-dragging dudes. Dude, It's a, he looks like yeah. the fastest player on the ice. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. When you watch AHL hockey, you're like, oh, NHLers are actually so much better. They're yeah. wildly better. Oh, my God. I can't believe the highlights I'm watching. Nick Barton on Twitter, I'm telling you. Anyway, also, some, some breaking news from Chris Johnson. The AHL's Board of Governors has approved the Canucks affiliate move from Utica to Abbotsford, which will be a lot easier for the Canucks. That long, makes a lot sense. long, 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 long overdue. Well, and, and now with the pandemic happening, you sort of like now you now you understand you have to. Yeah, you have and, to. and when they closed the Utica branch in uh, back in oh. 08, you know, and then pff, they ought to move to Scranton. It was tough. Jim brought back a girlfriend. Didn't last long. There's Karen Filippelli walking in, taking Pam's spot. Ugh, nobody liked it. By the way, I'm I'm I was team Karen on that one. I like what? Karen Filippelli. What? Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Pam fan. You, you would be out. team Karen. Pam, yeah, you would pick the worst character on the show. Pam is the worst. She has an affair with the audio man. She like, doesn't have an affair. That's not that's not what happened. A take as cold as your jeans. Yeah. The Karen for as as terrible as Pam is in retrospect, Karen is still the worst in every way. Why do you think she's the worst? I mean, her personality sucks. It comes she just down loves that. Jim. That's all she did. She just uh, loved him. Uh, she also Murder. makes him stay up all night to argue with him about nothing. Oh, okay, did that you, come on. sucks ass. Yeah. Did you true. mention did you mention who Utica is now the farm team of? Canucks. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, Uticas? Oh, I don't. Uh, Kraken? The Devils. They just signed a 10-year oh. affiliation agreement. I got that from Ben Burnell. But they're moving. Uh, oh, okay. So it's Binghamton, New York to Utica, New York. Okay. That makes a lot more sense, right? Like why yeah. fly across the country to go play for the Canucks? When you it's don't have a different to. city, fine. Across the continent, it's it's nonsense. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Way more across the continent and across a border. Like, that makes no sense for the Canucks. Let us do the conference depress. All right. Presser. 
the Steve Dangle Press Conference. I'm not because... even going to read my DMs tomorrow, guys. Just throwing that out there. Not even going to read them. Because... Me, me neither. Because I don't have them open like a sadist. Sorry, Jesse, go ahead. Because Steve loved his segment so much. I, I'm so proud. Do you know? Do, do you want to tell the people how many times in a row you watched yourself? Five hundred. Five hundred, Jesse. No, but I, Jesse, your shocked reaction. I, I, I would. I was literally splitting it between watching your shocked reaction and uh-huh. Adam's genuine. What? <laughs> I sent it to CJ and he goes, You're ill. <laughs> I sent it to Colby Armstrong, who goes, You're a freak. And I go, You were in the game. What was it like? He goes, Was I? And I had to t- inform him, unfortunately, that he was a minus two. What's it? You, Elliot Friedman, oh who my called God. me a freak. I sent it to Ben Scrivens, who called me a freak. No, 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 that's not who I want to know from. What did Tina say? Oh, my mom? TG. Yes. Um, I don't remember what she said, but my dad uh-huh. was like, don't you dare ever tell me you've forgotten something ever again. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's funny. an excellent dad response. That's I, had 10 to, out of 10. <laughs> I had to unfortunately respond to my father. Uh, it only works with leaf games. <laughs> Literally. It's, it's, that's it. That's all I got it for. That's all it works with. That's funny. Oh, well. Okay. So let's do it again. Okay. Let me just uh, pull up this DM. This is from uh, listener David Ferguson. I love this game. Okay. Steve, can you remember what happened? February 21st, 2009. The Leafs played the Canucks. <laughs> I think it. I do. He did it. <laughs> he did it. Um. February 21st, 2009. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's here's what I wanted for this game. Here's the only three details I need. The opponent, mm-hmm. the date, yeah. and Jesse, do you have the game number? Of the season? Yes. Okay, give me half a second. I will okay, do this can, while I talking. think I know, but I, mm, I don't know the final score. Game number of the season. So the Leafs were 21. Was it a Saturday? Plus 26, plus 12. It was the 59th game of the season. Jesus. 59th game. What what day of the week was it? What day of the week? Was it a Saturday? Uh, It was a Saturday. It was hockey night in Canada. Saturday night. Okay. So I am. The game was. Do you want to know where it was? Or no? no, I I think it was in Toronto. Okay. Eric Anderson, I guess. Do your I thing. think it was in Toronto. Uh, I don't know the final score. Oh. But is that the game where Dominic Moore got a breakaway without a stick? <laughs> I I honestly can't tell you if that happened in that game, but you, that is not YouTube YouTube Dominic Moore no stick. Okay. That's not the main storyline from the game. I can tell you that right now. 2009. So the Canucks would have been really good. Castle was not on the team yet. <laughs> you know what? Is that the game where Dominic Moore got a breakaway <laughs> with no stick? That was the Dominic Moore stickless breakaway. Hey! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
do you know why do you know why that game is brought up though that's unbelievable that you remember that that's, alone I, that, you get you get the point for this round alone on that fact but there is a bonus point if you will Was that also the game? Wait, let me think about this. 2009. Was that also the game that Sundin won it in a shootout? That was Matt Sundin's first game as a Canuck against the Leafs, <laughs> and he won it in a shootout. Well done, Steve. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I forgot oh. that happened. Fucking Sundin wins it in a shootout against the Leafs. The Leafs are the worst. Why hey, do we choose this team? Hey, Adam. Oh, Adam, you began your <laughs> sentence by saying, I forgot that happened. Steve remembered based on the date alone. That's un- uh, He also remembered a freaking breakaway with no stick. Dominic a guy. I played her two times and did nothing more. You're a weird guy, Steve. <laughs> I don't know why. You remembered all of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well I done. love this game. I love it. Oh, Oh, I love you. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you, boys. Thank you. I love this game very much. <laughs> I uh, uh, I don't remember the final score. What was the final score? 3-2 in that shootout. In the shootout, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if Moore had scored by kicking it or something. Oh, right. that's friggin' funny, man. <laughs> I'm all done, gentlemen. I can't okay. believe it. Is that it for the show? Are we all done? I'm all done. Okay, well, I'm exhausted. I hope you guys are too. Holy shit. I'm so ready to put this behind us and get into whether Freddie Anderson is a good goalie anymore or not. That'll be next on the Steve Dangle podcast. Next episode. I don't think we should overreact to what's happening in the AHL, but let's just say this. It's not good. Is that your official voice? No. Steve Dangle. This is me clenching my sphincter as we go into the playoffs with one goal. I don't want to hear that. There you go. No, you I wanted to know I, what the voice was. Now you know. They got Big Save Dave and 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 Michael Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. I want to know where Big Dave, Save Dave's getting his haircut. What the hell, man! There is I one last thing. Like eight months. One last thing on the goalie front. We'll end on a positive. Congratulations to Joseph Wool, who set a Marley's regular season record for saves in a game with fifty-seven. Oh, that's okay. I thought you had a bigger thing. Than that. <laughs> it's a record. That happened recently, not in 2009. Jesse, write this down because in 2030 we're gonna have to ask him about it. So just make sure that you're you got a note for this. That was like a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that uh, Sid Sixero said to you the day after the Marlies won uh, the championship? Culver Cup means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you went in oh, that man. day. That, you were there oh. for that, right? Yeah, it was yeah. unnecessary. Oh, there was uh, <laughs> he was, but he was just he brought me in to spar with him. There, was just like, but I wasn't prepared at all. Like I didn't bring gloves. No, you got uh, you got Jake Pauled. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to have to justify the entire existence of the American Hockey League. Like, geez. <laughs> with that, we will leave you, and we love you, and we will see you Monday. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.